The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of cricketing excellence. That's gone up to India. Safras takes the catch, it's all over. Pakistan win. 158 India blown away in the final and it's Pakistan who are through. Over the line, massive win. Great scenes. And after a very long break, they were able to beat India in an all-important contest. They richly deserved this. They were the better side on the day. Brilliant with the bat and exquisite with the ball. And Safraz, what a leader they've found in it. So, what an incredible day at the Oval. What an incredible day to end uh, Nissan ICC Champions Trophy podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Davies, standing in for Mzama Malloy, who... For some reason, has decided to go down to the beach in the middle of winter <laughs> and uh, get those toes wet. So, Mzama, if you're listening, hopefully you're having a good time. And that chuckle that you heard there is a very familiar one. It's the rhinoceros in the house. It's Jeremy Fredericks who joins us. Jeremy, great to chat to you once again. Of course, well-known super sport cricket analyst. You must have loved this tournament. Why don't we just start? We'll look back at the entire tournament as a whole a little bit later on. But let's just unpick this final. It was an incredible effort by Pakistan. We know how unpredictable they are, but to win this tournament surely is the stuff of fairy tales. Absolutely fantastic stuff and also, you know, against all odds, nobody at the start of this tournament would have given Pakistan a chance. The one thing that was so clinical about their victory was the Aussies were fighting about money. They were pummeled out of the tournament. South Africa choked once again. They were pummeled out of the tournament. And then Sri Lanka went. And then India was the last out to go today. Mm. And Pakistan, against all odds, playing away from home, playing probably the team that earns the least money in world cricket. And against all odds, uh, not even with their fans and their family and in Pakistan, and they can't play there. They've just come back and they've just been... And I was worried at one stage with the batting. India won the toss, elected to, to bowl first. And I thought... That is where that could be the undoing of Pakistan, but goodness me, magnificent hundred uh, from Fakar, the opener, and also with uh, Azhar Ali, and they put up over a hundred partnership to make sure that they get Pakistan on the road and to get to 338 for four. I knew it was going to be a daunting task because they have such a potent bowling attack. It's absolutely brilliant the way these youngsters are, have sort of come to the party when they most need to, and that's so typical of Pakistan as well. They'll pluck these unknown guys. Uh, I mean, you think of, of uh, Hassan, uh, who picked up the three wickets as well now in the final. You think of Farkar, as you mentioned there. Uh, the, uh, the young uh, leg spinner as well, who picked up three wickets there, Shadab Khan. Mm -hmm. uh, three guys who, before this tournament, were greenhorns on the international circuit. Suddenly, they're superstars. Yeah, no, you know, my credit must go to Mickey Arthur and his coaching staff. After, they got, after India beat them so clinically about a week and a half ago, they'd gone away from there, just came back beautifully, beat South Africa, beat England, and now into the final and won that as well. So a lot of hard work has been put in. I mean, they, they are a very fickle team to coach. Uh, I know that from the time of Bob Humo, done a fantastic job. And yeah. Bob always just said, most difficult side in the world to coach, but so much talent. They just have immense talent. No doubt about that. You go back to the 1992 World Cup in Australia where they won it. The last uh, time they won a 50-over tournament, by the way. So it's 25 yeah, years ago. Absolutely. What a milestone here. Yeah. Fantastic milestone. And hopefully, you know, they, they, they can get well rewarded tonight for this fantastic win. And I think there's some young players in the side that just wants to play for their country. They've got nothing to lose. They've got nothing. And they just play with a lot of passion, a lot of guile, and a lot of determination. And that's what pulled them through today. Mickey Arthur. He's going to be, there's going to be statues 
in <laughs> downtown Karachi, Lahore, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, uh, just unbelievable how he, you know, he did the business with South Africa. With Australia, it was up and down. But now he's sort of, again, out of the blue. And suddenly he's led Pakistan to a, a world title. Fantastic stuff for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Mickey's always been a good guy and, and, and always a man that's been dedicated. He loves cricket. He's got the big passion for it. And, 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 and he really has passion for Pakistan cricket. And him with his coaching staff with the Flowers there, the one Andy Flower, who was with the England team, who's now with the Pakistan. And also Steve Rickson, who was wicketkeeper for Australia, was the fielding coach. Mm. And also Azam Mahmood working with the bowlers. And then these guys are just incredible how they get reverse swing when the ball gets a bit older and just do conventional swing when the ball is... Uh, and having two left-arm seamers in your side, I mean, Amir and, and Junaid, and they're quick as well. And then you've got Hassan coming into the attack. And then the two spinners that they've got, they've just got a well-balanced team. And I'm just thinking, this Pakistan team is prepared to put the hard yards in. They're going to be a serious threat come 2019 World Cup in England again. Absolutely. You've got to remember, as you mentioned earlier on, that they're playing in neutral venues. They don't even get the opportunity to play at home. So brilliant stuff from them. Quick reminder, folks, visit Nissan South Africa on Facebook or Twitter and vote for your favorite of the three possible play of the day moments. Be a part of the hashtag moments that count. Now, Jeremy, let's just quickly look back on the tournament as a whole then. And, uh, you know, choking is that word which we use in a South African context. And fair enough, I think most people will agree that South Africa did choke in this tournament. No doubt about it. What about England, though, the hosts? I mean, everybody talks about South Africa as, as chokers. I think England are just as good at chokers, if that's the word, if the word good applies here. Uh, they also seem to choke when they expected to win. And what about India today, when they were supposed to win this one? I mean, they smashed Pakistan in the early phase of the tournament. Today, they were surely odds-on favourites to win this one, and they collapsed 338 for four players, 158. That, that smacks them a little bit of, uh, of, of choking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and that just shows you when you are put under pressure, you see, India always come, they take the ascendancy and they're in control of the game. The game against Pakistan, South Africa were never in control because Pakistan took the game by the scruff of the neck. And also against England, they put England under immense pressure in that run chase, getting to the runs uh, so clinically as well. So that just means when you put a team under pressure, it's difficult to get under there. The big thing was early wickets for Pakistan. That 338 that they got on the scoreboard was a big challenging total. And India knew they had to bat. You needed Shikadawan, you needed Rawood and you needed Virat Kohli. And all three failed. All three failed. <laughs> and, and with great deliveries from Amir as well. So all three failed and uh, there was a chance earlier on to Azhar Ali and I thought oh goodness me, you dropped Kohli, you now just dropped the, 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 the ICC. I mean clip. unbelievable, I mean shades of Herschel Gibbs World yeah. Cup 99, oh, the phrase also in my, in my mind is you just dropped the tournament the very yeah. next ball, I mean what the odds of the very next ball, he's sort of leading edges it to, to backward point. To backward point yeah. and, 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 and that is just how the script had to be written, you know I always talk about like acting on the stage and you come to that that penultimate <laughs> time on the stage where, where Is that when you invoke your Shakespeare Shakespearean experience, Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy. It comes out yes. so beautifully. Yeah, so uh, as they said, your Shakespearean uh, experiences to be or not to be is the question. <laughs> that was not to be for India today, that's for sure. But there was a great little cameo towards the end. I don't think Pakistan would have been that concerned, but Pandya came in and just smashed it around 76 or 43 with four fours and six sixes. And he really did look the part, didn't he? I mean, he is the future for India as far as these aggressive seam bowling, hard-hitting all-rounders are concerned. Yeah, but I mean, it was a little too late then because they'd lost sure. so many wickets at the time. But your point is well taken. Just imagine... Kohli was in and the other wickets and he came in and he could assist and work around there. Kohli in full cry or Rawat Sharma or one of them. You needed one of them to play you a very, very big inning. But, you know, all is not lost. But Pakistan 
are fantastic. They really do deserve their win, and, and, and I mean, all credit to them for what they did. They were, they were magnificent. Even the fielding, I mean, was impeccable. Mm. But just to get back to the tournament, you spoke about it, what I thought and my thoughts on it. I, I just think that this ICC tournament was marvelously organized, and my, my, my credit and my hat goes off to the ICC uh, in this regard. I just thought, right, you got the top eight teams. It was a, a short version, two weeks into the tournament. Everyone played each other. Boof, gone. You're out of their final. Good crowds came in to watch. It was the eight best teams in the world playing against each other. And I just thought it was marvellous from that perspective. What about the weather, though? I mean, England, as a, as a host country, I've had my say about this. I think sometimes, you know, they've hosted the World Cup, I think, four times. The next World Cup's going to be in England. They've had the Champions Trophy back in 2004. They had it last time, and they've got it this time as well. I'm wondering, yeah, from that point of view, you know, you mentioned the crowds and that, and obviously the revenues generated are huge as well, but just the unpredictability of the weather, particularly the first two weeks of the tournament. Uh, I mean, the Aussies, I'm sure, wouldn't be, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be too happy about the fact that the next World Cup's in England, given the fact that it was the weather that knocked them out of this tournament. Well, Peter, you've got to start playing middle towards the end of June to start this tournament because yeah. June, July, August is probably your hottest month. July is a fantastic month for cricket. So if you start middle of June and you start round about this time, the 18th to the 20th of June, and you go through to the, towards the end of July, you're going to get the fantastic weather there. So I just think from, from that, that point of view that uh, probably the ICC or the, the powers that be need to look at when they start the tournament because starting in early June, it's still very cold there. You know, the, the, yeah. palms, the palms walk around with, with, yeah. with and I've been there. You'll be all right because You've got a bit of natural insulation. Yeah, but, but I've been the there at the previous ICC <laughs> tournament in early June when they had it as well. It was freezing cold. I yeah. mean, I, I nearly froze to death there. <laughs> yeah, well, the youngster from Cape Town, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not good <laughs> Just quickly before we uh, move on, let's remind you as well, folks, that uh, if you haven't experienced the all-new Nissan Navara, then visit the Nissan South Africa website to book your test drive and discover the meaning of rugged Redefined. We're chatting ICC Champions Trophy with Jeremy Fredericks, Supersport Analyst. It's been a great tournament. I think we'll both agree that it got better and better as it went along. Thankfully, the latter stages of the tournament weren't affected by rain at all. Let's just maybe sort of have a look at the South African uh, perspective there. Again, huge disappointment when there was silverware on the line. Doesn't matter if you got the world's number one batter, world's number one bowler, you rank world number one. Somehow, when there's silverware on the line, the South Africans just don't seem to seem to get it going. What about the fact, though, that the two teams that they lost to, Jeremy, were the two teams that contested the final? Does that make our campaign any, any better, do you think? Oh, yeah, it's a good question you ask. I, I just think we were outplayed. We were, I don't, personally. We, we, are, we were outplayed, and I just think, that, to be honest, if you want to be brutally honest, we were abysmal in the tournament. We, yeah. we, never, we never arrived there at all. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, South Africa has to take a very hard, long look at themselves. And every time we go to major tournaments, there's always something happening prior to us going to a tournament. Yeah. Uh, let's start from the beginning. You know, A.B. de Villiers, uh, uh, my honest opinion, I think, the captaincy should have been with Faf Duplessis for one-day cricket and test cricket, and maybe he can captain. Take burdens away from him because he is your best player and you want to get the best out of him. Yeah. So, obviously, he must be left to play number one. Number two, you rank, you go from tournament to tournament, you rank number one in the world. In between tournaments, you get to major tournaments, the wheels, the wheels come off all the time. What do you think it is? My theory is that the guys just try too hard. They're well, actually trying too hard, and the tenseness comes in. I mean, you saw even the game that we won against Sri Lanka. It wasn't a, a great performance particularly. We did what we had to do against a team not that strong. Uh, but again, there was just signs of tightness and, and not 
cohesiveness in well, the team. It was, it was bad since we arrived in England. Let's be honest. It was bad in New Zealand. We were lucky to get away there and win the, the one-day series 3-2. Our bowling hasn't been good. Our bowling has been terrible for a very, very long time. And we still don't get it right. We bowl wrong lengths. Uh, and in England, it's all about length bowling. Nobody bowls in the block hole. Nobody practices it. I watched the game when South Africa played, and I think it was in the 44th over that, that Rabada bowled somebody in York team. And the first time I've seen a Yorker. Why no one wants to bowl the Yorker? Um, and then also, we don't have proper all-rounders. We have bits and pieces all-rounders uh, going in at 6, 7, and 8. And that doesn't help the cause. We were very, very strong when we had proper all-rounders. You look at Lance Klusner, uh, to name a few. Jock Cullis was right up there at the top of the order at number three. So, so we had proper all-rounders, yet we don't have them now. So, as I said, we have bits and pieces cricketers. And, and, and we really do have a problem that we don't. Do we look happy when we play cricket? Uh, are we always looking on the monkey on the shoulder? Do we want to play cricket? Uh, do we want to achieve for the country? Those are the questions that need to be asked. And then, except for a fact, Matt, and stop looking for excuses when you are defeated. Mm. And say now, we are chokers. We've choked in this tournament. How are we going to get that right come the World Cup in 2019? We've got two years to go. We've got all the talent. Peter, mm. I go and watch cricket, and I'm involved from under 13 level to under 15 level to under 17 level to under 19 level, and I see youngsters coming through. Brilliant youngsters. We just got all the talent, but do we foster them properly? Do we nurture them properly? There's a great pipeline. There is things put in place by Cricket South Africa, but really some of these boys just need to work. Some things just come too easy to them, and they think because they can just rely on natural ability. Mm. Uh, I think harder work is needed. Our players also must stop resting when they come back from tours, our international cricketers, and especially the batsmen. They're always tired. More batsmen rest in this country than bowlers. Because when we come back from a tournament, now they must rest. The coach doesn't allow them to play for their provinces. How are we going to make provincial cricket stronger? We must go back to 11 provinces so that we can, we can, we can really test our strength. When players come back on tours, they must play domestic cricket. It happens in England. Test is done two days. Andrew Strauss or, 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 or the captain, uh, Alistair Cook, is walking out for Middlesex two days after a test match. It happens. Australia does a, does a series. They're done with the series two days after that. Their players are playing Sheffield Shield. Yes, bowlers do need to rest when they are tired and especially when they had a long series. That I can expect. But this thing for me, that batsmen must rest, that goes beyond me, number one. And the second thing that we need to do, we need to be honest with one another. Let's be honest and say, look, we know where we want to go. I'm all for transformation and I believe that we, we, we can do. We've, we've had fantastic sides, so I'm not going to put it down. And transformation needs to happen. But if we want sustainable transformation, we must make sure that we create every single opportunity. Get also the best coaches involved, that the best coaches coach at the right levels in order to bring the players through. And I believe that needs to happen as well. And then I really do believe that I think, and I also believe that we now need a proper director of cricket. You know, we've got Corey Van Zyl, who's got a massive load on his shoulders. I mean, you at you, the high performance, at the high perform, and then he's got to look after the pipeline. It's just too much for one person to do. It is a big. Off workload. the top of your head, who would be a name which might come to mind? Had we, I mean, there's a there's talk about the rugby as well with uh, Rusty Erasmus perhaps doing some sort of a director yeah, well, of coaching well, there. We, we, Anybody who who we, leaps to mind for from a cricketing point of view? Well, we got to we got to probably look in South Africa. Who do we want as director of cricket? Do do we want a guy like a Mark Boucher perhaps to say to him? I think he's a tough cookie, and I, and I just like his persona. Been there, he's done been it. There. 
Or would it be brave enough? You know, someone that understands the South African culture that wants to do the job. What about a Kepler Vessels, who's a stern, hard, strong man? Um, and I know a lot of people have differences with him, but goodness me, the man knows what he's done. He's been there all his life. And, and someone proper there. And then maybe it's time to say when we, when we appoint a coach, I know Otis Gibson has applied for the coach of South Africa. Isn't it time to get someone from overseas? Worthwhile to get maybe Otis Gibson, been with England as the bowling coach. He's played in South Africa yeah, South for Africa many years. Much, he yeah. knows the, the, mm -hmm. the, the circumstances here. He knows the politics of South African cricket. Very, very good. And maybe that's the man that we, that we need there. So, and get, a, get an overseas coach. Get a South African as director of coaching that just looks after the national team. So when there's problems, a batsman, a bowler can go to the director of cricket, sit down with him, and he can help analyze. You have your, your high performance center, which is which is. For, though I, I'm just giving my opinions how I see it for being involved in the system. And, and look, one loves South African cricket and you want them to do well. And I believe if we put the proper structures in place and, and, and be a bit more firmer in terms of uh, allocating contracts, then uh, that would be the right thing to do. Visit Nissan South Africa on Facebook or Twitter and vote for your favorite of the three possible play of the day moments. Be a part of the hashtag moments that count. Jeremy, some very interesting thoughts there. We'll just quickly wrap it up because it has been the Nissan ICC Champions Trophy podcast on supersport.com. It's been great fun. Let's just quickly end by just, just sort of casting our eye over the Champions Trophy, perhaps the 50-over international game, which a couple of years ago, maybe people were saying, you know, it's sort of on the way out and T20 and all this. But I think, you know, if you've got this shortened version of the tournament, uh, you know, the World Cup sometimes for me goes on a little bit long, six weeks, and you've got a couple of minnows there, a couple of one-sided games. But the Champions Trophy, to me, showcases the 50-over game at its peak. Yeah, absolutely. And they got it right. So just maybe a tip to the World Cup in 2019. Why can't we have 10 teams at the World Cup? You get in the West Indies, you get in uh, Zimbabwe because you have your 10 test nations that play. Those are the 10 that play. Each one plays each other once in a round robin. The top four teams goes into a semi-final and then have a final of the World Cup. I think that's the route to go 2019 as well. ICC, fantastic job done with this tournament. Brilliant stuff. Jeremy Fredericks, great to chat to you once again. Supersport cricketing analyst. Folks, thanks for listening to the Nissan ICC Champions Trophy podcast. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of Cricketing Excellence.